Welcome to the Lutheran Outdoor Ministry Podcast. This is the place to be to hear all the latest news and information about the world's finest outdoor ministry network. And now, as always, here's your host, the Executive Director of Lutheran Outdoor Ministries, Mr. Don Johnson. Executive Director of Bay Creek Lutheran Camp in Pennsylvania. And uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening in to this very first podcast produced by Lutheran Outdoor Ministries, LOL. I am indeed your host, Don Johnson. I serve as the Executive Director of LOM. And we're very happy to get this all started and to have this very first podcast from LOM, which we expect is going to be, uh, we're going to be having podcasts several times during each year. And who better to have as our first guest for our first LOM podcast than none other than Jake Sorensen. Jake Sorensen, who is very well known among all of us in outdoor ministry circles, particularly those of us in Lutheran Outdoor Ministry Circles, Jake Sorensen. We're so glad that you can be here. Jake has just this past spring of a year ago earned his PhD at Luther Seminary. He did his doctoral thesis, which was the catalyst for the Effective Camp Research Project that uh, Jake continues to be very much immersed in. Very happy that Jake Sorensen is one of the newest members just elected uh, several months ago to the LOM Board of Directors. Jake, thank you very much for being with us and thank you for all you do on behalf of outdoor ministries throughout the world. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. We look forward to these podcasts as being a time for people to learn more about things that are particularly relevant or current for especially those who are practitioners of outdoor ministry, but also those who are members of boards of directors of outdoor ministries. Just to get us started, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, I've already talked a little bit about you, but tell us a little bit more about yourself when you're not in the academic ivory tower. Uh, what does life look like for Jake Sorensen? Well, I, I've got two young boys that keep me pretty busy right now. Um, uh, my oldest, Elijah, is 12, and my youngest, Nathaniel, is 9. They're both involved in camp. They go to camp uh, down at Sugar Creek here in Wisconsin. Awesome. And so it's been a fun thing to be a camper dad. You know, I've kind of had uh, the camp experience from all the different angles as a, as a camper, as a summer staff member, as a, as a year-round staff member. Um, and now I get to be a camper dad. So that's, a, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, they keep me busy. They keep me grounded. My wife uh, is a Lutheran pastor, and uh, so we're uh, living right next to her call right now. So I get to work from home um, and support her in her ministry, and she supports me in mine. And so it's been uh, it's been a wonderful journey that we've had. Uh, we met out at Sky Ranch Lutheran Camp when we were both summer staff members, and so uh, camp's a big part of our uh, our family's story as well. Yeah, uh, that's a big thing about the self perpetuation of outdoor ministries is. Those who meet their spouse at uh, Lutheran camp, typically working in Lutheran camp, 
their children end up going to camp and that's helping to keep our camps filled up. <laughs> you know, it's long. funny, you know, we, we, we talk about this as, as, as program directors and staff members, you know, we try to discourage a little bit too much uh, of that uh, romantic relationship among the summer staff members. And yet we all know uh, how wonderful these relationships can sometimes end up. And so uh, we don't want to completely discourage, but uh, anyway, it worked out in our case so far and it's been a, it's been a wonderful journey together. I don't think there's anything we could do by way of discouragement that would <laughs> totally, uh, totally uh, put that to an end. So long live outdoor ministries for, for sure. So but, um, you you have had, uh, it sounds to me like a lifelong involvement in outdoor ministry and, um, and pretty much um, a, a lifelong passion for uh, outdoor ministry and um how did you develop um that uh that that passion for outdoor ministry but then take it one step further and whatever got you into what you're doing now which is so valuable for all of us in outdoor ministry the research that you're doing yeah it's been a it's been an interesting journey uh, i was raised in a, in a in a christian home and and was in confirmation you know, is kind of part of what we did. I went to camp first as a confirmation camper um, and went to Sugar Creek. Uh, I grew up in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So Sugar Creek was our local camp. And, you know, I wouldn't have chosen probably to go to camp on my own. It was uh, one of those required things. And I, I went uh, fairly open to the experience and, and had, a, had a really tremendous experience. I remember my counselor, his name was Brian. I remember some of the guys in my cabin group. Uh, I remember uh, a late night on a sandbar in the Mississippi River, on an island in the Mississippi River, having a conversation with two of my cabin mates. We were in a tent together and one of them asked, hey, do you guys really believe all this God stuff? And we had a conversation in the wee hours of the morning about God and our, our personal faith. You know, I was entering eighth grade um, and that was the first time I really remember questioning that. And um, so I came back to camp the next year and had another great experience. Um, and that's where I first received a call to ministry uh, while I was at camp was only a camper for two years, uh, but went back as a summer staff member all, all my years in college. I uh, worked at Sugar Creek, worked at Sky Ranch, um, and then uh, worked out at Crossroads, uh, where I was the interim director out there in, in New Jersey. Uh, so I got experiences at different camps. Um, and I was at Crossroads uh, while I was attending seminary. Um, so I was considering uh, ordination and, and, and becoming a, a, a pastor in a congregation. It was during uh, my time in seminary and working at Crossroads uh, that I started to uh, reconsider the call to congregational ministry um, and think more strongly about specifically youth ministry. Um, and so I was a youth minister for, for about three years um, just outside of uh, Philadelphia. And so I took kids, uh, my, my uh, kids in my youth group, to Bear Creek, where Dan Charnhorst is serving, of course, uh, had, had great experiences out there, uh, and then was able to get called back to, to Wisconsin, to Sugar Creek as program director, um, and so that was a really cool journey to kind of come full circle at a very young age. You know, I was 27 or whatever um, and, and, and went back to my home camp. Really while I was there um, that I was asking the questions about, about research, you know, where is the research about camp? My days in seminary, my days in youth ministry uh, showed me that there's, there are all sorts of research resources out there about youth ministry. Um, you could fill multiple shelves. Uh, I, have, I have shelves here in my, in my home office uh, full of books uh, about youth ministry and the research involved in youth ministry. But where's camp in all this? And the more I looked at these youth ministry resources, the more I saw that every time camp is mentioned, it was kind of mentioned in passing, almost dismissively. 
like these youth ministry practitioners were trying to do something deeply theological and they would they would mention camp as kind of the thing that was you know all fun and games or not really deeply theological and so they don't want to be like camp they want to be more serious and and i i, I took offense to that obviously as a, as a as a camp guy a camp person the more i was asking these questions of of, of people uh, the more people started to say well maybe you need to do something about this and so that's uh, really what uh, what led me to leave my call in outdoor ministry and uh, begin this uh, journey as a PhD student at Luther Seminary. Um, and so now I've got got my degree and uh, am continuing the research on camping. It's been a it's been an interesting road, but but an exciting one. So now here's the thing: I could really, really relate to uh, m- much of your story and your story of call, because so much of my story and my story of call is wrapped up in outdoor ministry experience at a very early age. And uh, you and I, and literally thousands of others, have experienced, maybe we can say, the magic of outdoor ministry in our lives and how it's impacted our lives. And now you're doing academically sound research that really affirms what we all knew in our hearts subjectively, that outdoor ministry has a very, very significant way of impacting on people and impacting on people in ways that last for a long time. So now, Jake, since you knew all along that outdoor ministry is very, very significant as uh, in regard to the faith formation of literally thousands of people. So why go to the bottom? I mean, what's the sense? I mean, I don't want to challenge what's providing much of your identity right now. But, no, 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 no. But, That's, uh, it's a know, good question. Yeah. Whole thing, uh, why do all this academically sound research about something that we all know anyway? We all know it's true anyway. Yeah, it's it's so funny. It's 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 yeah. almost like there's been a mutual excommunication of the camp community and the academic community, you know, like, why do we need academics? Why do we need them to tell us that we're doing a good job? We already know that we're doing a good job and we're doing life-changing ministry. And then from the academic side, why would we go and study something as banal and goofy as camp? You know, let's study something more serious. And so um, the skepticism is from both sides. And, and so it's been, it's been difficult to keep one foot in each. It really has. Um, but exactly what you're saying, I've, I've heard this uh, from, from multiple people. Why do we need this? What's the point? You know, what's this really going to gain um, the camping community? And I think one of the reasons for it, I mean, you and I know that camp is life-changing in the specific sense, you know, because it changed both of our lives. And we've seen it change the lives of other people that we've encountered. But there are other people that have had, you know, lousy experiences at camp. You and I have both been to camps that are struggling um, and maybe are not effective or in, in some cases have... Gone, gone down a road or had a, had a staff member that has actually done harm uh, to, to young people. So this leads uh, some of our ministry practitioners, particularly in the congregations, um, skeptical of camp. Well, it, it, am I flipping a coin here? Is it, you know, some, some are going to have a life-changing positive experience and some are going to have a terrible experience? I mean, is that really worth it? You know, is it how much bang for the buck are we getting? Um, and so by, by approaching it from a research perspective, I think we can... Uh, take an honest look at what camp is um, and what camp is not. Uh, we in the camping community 
love to talk about camp as this life-changing experience. Um, and that's, that's the case for you and for me and for, for other people um, that we've encountered. But we know that it's not life-changing for everybody. And uh, so, so really assessing what, what makes camp effective? How can we improve our camps? Those are some of the reasons that um, I've been involved with, uh, with this research. But also because these, these ministry practitioners are our partners. And we need these ministry practitioners who are going to seminaries and who are getting these, this high level of education to hear at that high level of education that camping ministry is important. Uh, they're hearing that youth ministry is important. They're hearing that other things are important. Um, and so if, if at the seminary level, they're hearing from, from scholars, from researchers, from other people that uh, these things are important, but camp maybe is not, um, then they're going to be more skeptical when they enter the parish. I'm really trying to take the long view here uh, of trying to get this, this interest in, in scholarship around camping ministry into the highest levels of academia so that people don't take a youth ministry course without hearing about the effects of camp. Uh, people don't write a youth ministry book without uh, looking specifically at camp and what camp is doing. And so that they, they really do start to take it seriously. So that's the long view. It's, it's going to take years to get there. I, I really think it will. Um, but, but it's important for us to, to see, well, us in camping ministry, that is, uh, to see uh, people in seminaries and colleges and other academic institutions as partners in ministry, not competitors, not, not, not people who we don't need, just as we see uh, pastors in our congregations as partners in ministry. I think that's one of the best things that's coming out of all of the research that you're doing is that it's building partnerships. So, I mean, I've seen the effects already in terms of the recognition by uh, many of those in the church who are uh, more and more, I won't say beginning to see the need for outdoor ministry, but Certainly, it's, it's a growing recognition of, of the need for outdoor ministry. One of the big reasons I feel outdoor ministry is so important is because it's keeping the church connected with a whole demographic and you know, a number of different demographics that wouldn't ordinarily be involved with the church and involved with the opportunity to hear and experience the gospel proclaimed. And so I, I just think um, uh, that's a very significant part of what we're going to be uh, providing because I think there's uh, less and less people going to church, being involved in church, less and less kids going to Sunday school, and less and less kids involved in confirmation, getting confirmed. Outdoor ministry is going to be um, uh, more and more important because of the way we have a way of connecting. So then the other thing that you're doing is you're identifying what it is that we have to make sure that we're really, really good at. And uh, I'm going to demonstrate to you now just how much uh, I have uh, uh, absorbed the significance of some of your initial research results because you have identified five absolutely significant or important components that are important to be working together in the outdoor ministry setting in order for the outdoor ministry to be effective. And that is, it has to be relational, it has to be participatory, it has to be different from home, it has to be safe space, it has to be faith-centered. Now that's what your doctoral thesis research demonstrated 
And I think it's causing outdoor ministry organizations throughout all of LOM to really take a look at those five significant components. Now, Jake, I've already stolen some of your thunder now. Do you have have anything you would like to add to what I have absorbed as being so important in terms of common characteristics that we need to have? One of the significant things to, to remember about this part, this this project in particular, the Effective Camp Research Project, we didn't come at it looking to prove the effectiveness of camp. We didn't come at it saying, oh, these are the five things that we think are most important. Let's make sure that they really are. You know, we, we tried not to come in with these assumptions and and we really went in and 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 and, and interviewed camp directors and parents and the, the summer staff members, visiting clergy members. Um, and the campers themselves, and we're asking, you know, what's camp all about? What makes what makes a place like this tick? Um, and these five fundamental characteristics are what come out of what came out of those uh, conversations and that research. So it is really interesting that I mean, when, when you when you look at these five characteristics, you're like, well, yeah, duh, we already knew that. Okay, well, but we haven't really articulated it in this way to kind of step back and say, are these really the the things that are fundamental to the camp experience? and then say, well, it feels and it looks authentic. Now, how can we improve these specific things? Um, When there's a breakdown in the camp experience, uh, what broke down? Did the camper feel unsafe? Was there a relational breakdown in the cabin group or with the counselor? Is it simply a matter that the the camper has simply been to this camp so many times that it no longer feels different from home? They're now identifying this place as a second home. Um, and uh, so they're not stepping out of their comfort zone in any real way anymore. So the camp experience isn't the same for them. I mean, there, there, are, there are so many things that we can look at uh, when, we, when we take a look at these five fundamental characteristics. And, and uh, I think they can be very valuable uh, for camps to do some self-assessment. How are we doing? Can we improve on, on what we're doing and on our ministries? That's a, that's a really important key uh, to the research as far as I'm concerned. Um, I'm not just out to prove that camp is awesome. Um, I want I want to improve our ministries. Um, I want us to do better. Uh, I want us to reach more people, uh, but I also want to reach them in more effective ways um, and partner more effectively with our with our um, ministry partners, including families and congregations and communities and, and so forth. So we can talk at length about each of these uh, characteristics and why they are fundamental for the camp experience. Um, and I think the the, the research continues to demonstrate um, that uh, these are key. Are these the only keys? No, probably not. Um, and that's why we need more dialogue uh, with people to say, hey, what are we missing? What more can we say about the camp experience and so forth? So, um, yeah, absolutely, the research continues. So now the initial research involves six Lutheran camps in Wisconsin. And the reason for that is very understandable. It's part of uh, the way you were able to get funding from uh, your major grant organization and and that type of thing. So now, where are we going next in terms of the whole um, outdoor ministry research initiative? Yeah, there there are there are so many different places to go uh, from here. We really looked at this as um, the groundwork, the watershed for future projects, and so. You know, there are, there are some folks that are, you know, talking about that we've definitively proven that camp is effective and things like that and, you know, starting to trumpet it. And, and we should celebrate uh, the results that we have so far, but there are, there's so much more to do. You know, we looked at a very specific group of camps. We looked at a very specific experience and model of camping. 
Uh, we want to look at other other forms of camping ministry, other forms of outdoor ministry. We want to look at adventure ministries, you know, whether it's wilderness adventure, or other high adventure sorts of, uh, of ministries. Uh, we want to look at uh, older age groups. We want to look at younger age groups. We focus specifically on kind of the 11 to 14 age group. Uh, so predominantly middle school and early high school. Uh, so we want to expand that. We want to expand beyond the Midwest. Here we are in uh, Lutheran heaven where, where it seems like everybody you meet is Lutheran. How about in, in, in areas of the country where that's not the case? Uh, what, what, what are the experiences of campers uh, in those areas? Uh, we want to uh, expand the ministry there. And we want to expand beyond Lutheranism. You know, we Lutherans love being Lutheran. We really do. And we love talking with other Lutherans and partnering with other Lutherans. And the ecumenical community is so, so valuable and so important uh, for dialogue. There are wonderful outdoor ministry organizations in, in our partnership denominations, uh, United Methodist, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, UCC, Brethren, the list goes on and on. Uh, learning from uh, the success of these other uh, outdoor ministries can, can strengthen our ministries as well. Um, and we can start to understand how are we different? Uh, how are we the same? Uh, what are some other effective practices that can be incorporated. Uh, so those are some of the, the very simple ways uh, of expanding the ministry um, and avenues that we're already looking at. I think uh, people are also interested in other expressions of the camp experience. You know, we're looking at the camper experience. Great. Well, how about the summer staff experience? Uh, yeah. You know, we've, we talked at the beginning about how working on summer staff was influential to the two of us. I mean, how about taking a, a really close look at these summer staff members you know, anecdotally, we, we, we hear, oh, all of these pastors were on summer staff, and so summer staff creates good pastors. Well, you know, that may be the case, but, you know, our, our camps are more than just pastor factories. Uh, what else is going on with these summer staff members um, that is significant in their lives, and how is this uh, significant young adult ministry? That's, a, that's an important avenue. How about family camp uh, and grandparent, grandchild camp and, and all these other expressions about their ministry? Retreats. Uh, so many more avenues to explore. I think we've really just begun scratching the surface. Jake, results of your research are easily accessible. The research in its initial stage was done with six Lutheran camps in Wisconsin. Now, if you're a camp in the middle of Georgia, say a Lutheran camp in the middle of Georgia, or you're a Lutheran camp in the middle of Texas, or you're a Lutheran camp in the middle of upstate New York. How would you suggest to the executive director of places that are somewhat remote from Lutherland in Wisconsin, Minnesota, and the Dakotas and Iowa, how would you suggest to the executive director of one of the more remote organizations that that research material can indeed be helpful to them? Well, I think, uh, first of all, they can... Uh, they can share the results with their constituents um, and and celebrate it as this is something that we uh, practice here. Um, if the camp model looks and feels authentic to what they're doing there, I mean, the the, the essential theory of the camp model is that it's it's highly adaptable. And so it, it's uh, we saw it at very different camps in Wisconsin. Yes, they were all Lutheran. Yes, they were all in Wisconsin. But they had very very different programs, very different clientele. Some kids were suburban, some kids were inner city, some kids were rural, uh, some camps were really large uh, as far as acreage and some camps were really small. Some camps had a ton of kids packed into a, an area and, and, and some had the, uh, much smaller groups of kids spread out. Um, some were centralized, some were decentralized and, and, and yet we found these five fundamental characteristics present in all the camps. 
I would say that that is likely the case at these camps in Georgia and Texas and New York um, and, and, and Washington and Oregon and so forth. Assess whether uh, you have the camp model present at your camp. Um, and if so, tell people about the research and talk to people about how camp is effective for faith formation. Because those are some of the things that we've, that we've shown in this, in this research project. Um, and then participate in the conversation. Uh, how is your camp different? Talk to us. Um, we'd love to have more dialogue. This is how research works. Uh, this is how science works, right? Uh, we, we propose something, we test it, and then we test it. Um, and we test it again. Um, and we, we look at it in different places under different circumstances. We've got uh, already plans to expand the research for this summer uh, with specifically the Effective Camp Project. So we have, it uh, looks like five or six more camps that are going to be participating this summer, including some adventure camps, including some camps that are outside of the Midwest. And so that's uh, pretty exciting. And, you know, the Effective Camp Project, it's true that this particular project uh, is limited to uh, LOM camps. But there are other research projects that I've worked on, including the projects for my dissertation, um, that include multiple denominations. We have looked at camps from different areas of the country and different denominations, and those data are incorporated into uh, some of the research findings from these other projects. So there's a lot of exciting stuff going on. It's not just the Effective Camp Project. This is, this is really one small project uh, that's become uh, uh, well-known and well-received, and, and, and we're, we're expanding it. Uh, but there are, there's other research that is coming alongside as well, and that's pretty exciting. For those of us who, like me, have been involved in outdoor ministry professionally for many, many years, this is all like, uh, this is like a dream come true for us to have access to this kind of research. And it's one of the reasons we are so grateful to you, Jay, for the work that you're doing and the way you're making it easy for us to access the results of the work you're doing. So just in case there are some uh, listening into this podcast who don't know how to get a look at your extensive reports, how, how do they go about doing that? Right. So, I mean, they can, they can go to the, 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 the website, EffectiveCamp.com. And, EffectiveCamp.com. Okay. EffectiveCamp.com. We've got uh, the webinars that we've done. We've done three of them. Those are all recorded and on there. Uh, the reports uh, are on there, so you can get some of the data. Um, <clears throat> and there's some, some work being done on some, some kind of media plug-and-play sorts of things that they can, uh, uh, that camp directors can use for marketing. You know, and I, I'm, I'm well aware that um, directors are most interested uh, about research like this because of its marketing potential. I, I am well aware of that, and I, I encourage people to use uh, the research in that way. Um, that's not the primary reason I'm doing this. Um, certainly, I want camps to uh, spread the word, um, and I want camps to uh, get more young people to camp uh, because I think camp uh, can be uh, powerfully impactful for these young people, but I also want them to use the research uh, to improve their ministries and to assess their ministries and to do their own assessments. How are we doing? Are we following the camp model? How are we doing with the five fundamental characteristics? Are we effectively partnering with families, with congregations, with our schools and communities? Uh, and how can we improve these sorts of things? That's, um, I mean, that, that is, uh, I mean, when you consider the way, uh, I mean, just reading um, the Effective Camp Research uh, Report, it, it, you can't help but read that without being somewhat self-introspective and saying, whoa, how are we doing? And what can we be doing better? What, can, what 
where do we need to strengthen our program? All of that. There's the whole marketing piece. And then, you know, the idea of bringing this to those who do or potentially provide financial support for our organizations. And, um, and I think this is very, very compelling uh, information for people who uh, are wondering how to commit their, their finite uh, uh, right. Dollars. right. And I would say, I would say there's, 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 there's several different ways they can do this. <clears throat> First, they can share the news about the research, share it with their constituents, share it with their staff members, uh, share it with uh, pastors in their, in their area. Um, and we've already heard about camps doing this camps that were not involved with the project, but got groups of pastors together to talk about this research and to have conversations about strengthening relationships. And the research has served as a catalyst to do that. So share the research, share the news. Second, join the conversation, give us feedback, tell us what we're doing wrong, tell us where we might have uh, made an error, uh, tell us what we're overlooking, suggest new uh, avenues for the research. Third, you can support the research. You can be an advocate for research um, in, in your organization saying, yes, we should, we should uh, evaluate things more effectively at our camp or on the synod level. And there are opportunities uh, to support the research financially, uh, whether uh, by bringing in some of the research team to your camp uh, to look specifically at your camp or to support um, the projects that we have going on uh, financially. Uh, we had individual donors that helped make this possible. It wasn't just the camp, you know, there were six camps that were directly involved, but there were other camps and other individuals who said, I think this is important. And even though it's not at my camp, I'm going to support this financially. And that's, that's a huge help uh, because, you know, we need to keep this going um, and it does cost money. Um, and then uh, fourth, apply the research findings in your specific context. And we've already talked about that. Use it to test, use it to improve the ministries that you have. And uh, Jake, to what extent would you be personally uh, available to individual outdoor ministry organizations that want to do um, some surveying and some testing to see, um, to assess their own programs? Are, are you available in any way for that kind of uh, individual organizational? I would love to have conversations. Absolutely, yeah. I would love to have conversations. I have very, I have limited time, and that's that's the that's the reality. If a camp has something specific in mind, uh, I would love to have a conversation about how how we can make that possible. And whether that is uh, you know a, a presentation of uh, some of the research findings and and leading discussions about that, I've done that at a couple different camps, um, and that's been really generative and interesting. Or if it's a specific project at your specific camp, you want to assess uh, things. Uh, um, that's that's essentially what we're doing this summer with uh, the five or six camps that will be participating with us. They've uh, they've bought in financially and said we want to um, essentially do the the same thing that you did at the other, these other six camps. We want to see how we're doing. So we're repeating the the survey process at their camps, um, and so that's that's pretty exciting. So it'll be it'll be kind of uh, similar data, but it will be their data, you know, at their right. specific camp that they can share with their constituents, and so that'll be pretty valuable. Right. All of us in LOM, I, I mean, we're so uh, fortunate that uh, you are emerging from your LOM roots with all of us. So uh, we um, are so grateful uh, and fortunate that uh, you are one of us. And uh, But the thing is that 
you are once again going to be making a presentation at the LOM annual conference this November 6 to 10 at Breckenridge, Colorado uh, at the Beaver Run Ski Resort where LOM is gathering. One more reason why it's important for everybody to show up at the uh, annual LOM conference this November. Oh, the conference is so important. You know, the, the more ways that we can collaborate, the more ways that we can share ideas with one another, it's so, so valuable. So we, we, shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't ignore uh, these opportunities for partnership and, and sharing of ideas. And, and the conference is one great way to do that. And there are other avenues as well. You know, share, share, your, uh, share partnerships with your congregations in your area, with your camps in your area, and with your ecumenical partners. Absolutely. And the thing is, uh, I mean, I've often said that uh, in the 35 years I served as an executive director of one of our outdoor ministry organizations, I never had an original idea in my life, but I sure stole thousands of ideas. And uh, beg, borrow, and, the, and steal. Beg, the borrow, LOM and steal. Network was the uh, the most significant place uh, forum for me to do that in, and that's why I continue to be grateful for LOM. But on this day, we're particularly grateful for your ministry, Jake, and for your partnership with us. And thank you for that. Jake, any parting thoughts before we sign off of this, our first LOM podcast of what will be an historic round of podcasts during the next year? Participate in the conversation. That's, that's what I'd say. Participate in the conversation. Add your wisdom. Add your insights. Uh, add the insights of your camp and your camp constituents to the mix uh, because the more, the more information we have, the, the more we can... Um, describe, promote, and improve uh, our camping ministries. And I, I truly do believe that this can be incredibly valuable for all of us, and um, not just for our organizations, but for the church. Um, that's ultimately what we're doing this for, is for, for the promotion of the gospel um, and the spreading of the good news of Jesus Christ. That's why we exist. So let's, let's, let's keep um, partnering in those efforts, following the Spirit's leading. Awesome. Thank you very much, Jake. Thank you very much, Dan Scharnhorst, for introducing this and for our exit flurry of music. And thank you very much, Pastor Joe McGarry, uh, for serving as our technical consultant for our podcast, who has his own podcast, he and Pastor Jeff Sinabaldo, in uh, the podcast, Two Bald Pastors. And um, we are so grateful to have their help with making sure we can technologically pull this off. Thank you very much, one and all. We'll see you around. Take care. Thanks for listening to the only official Lutheran Outdoor Ministry podcast in the entire world. Until next time, check out the Lutheran Outdoor Ministries website or our Facebook page. So long for now from the Lutheran Outdoor Ministries World Headquarters. On behalf of Don Johnson, have a wonderful day.